Hello. Hey, 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 Chris, it's Dan. Hey, what's going on, my brother? Not much. How about you? Oh, it's been a week. <laughs> and it's only <laughs> Tuesday. I know. This is, I, this is kind of how mine was last week. But Tuesday, I was in such misery mm-hmm. from everything. And I was like, oh, my God, it's only Tuesday. This week is going to kill me. So is that how you're feeling this week? <laughs> Pretty much it, man. I mean, I'm here. Here's the thing, and and I, and I told a lady this. I said, you know, here's my best friend's going through this thing, and so what I'm going through does not equal that. It's not at that magnitude, but it's bad for me. It, it, it's bad for this moment in time. I mean, I'm having on. a bad moment at this time. Oh my god, I, I my teeth are just falling a frick apart. No matter what I do, I'm, I'm going to lose all my back teeth eventually. I'm luckily everything I'm doing is going to save the middle and the fronts. So I'll have my big okay. award-winning smile for the rest of my life. Hopefully. Just don't make it too make don't make it too big of a smile to go to your back teeth, you know. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but um, but yeah, they've been just falling apart, and and two of them fell apart at the same time on Friday. Mm. One on the right, one on the left. So both sides of my face were in pain. That was That's even worse. It's been resolved. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. it's been resolved. Luckily, so now the healing begins. But holy crap, mm. on a stick! That was a tough weekend. <sighs> Tough, getting tough weekend. Getting older crap is not cheating it's us well. for sissies, man. <laughs> Jesus. We hit 50 and our, our internal uh, check engine oh. soon lights went off. What the hell is that all about? Yeah, I mean, geez. <laughs> oh, shit. And, we, and we're only halfway uh, you, done. I mean, we're only, we've got to live to 100. Come on. Hell with that. I'm a third of the way through. This is my third life. You know, a third, you know, one third life crisis. There we go. Not third life because I'm going to cap with nine lives or anything. But how you been feeling? I, I'm I'm finally I think over pretty much all the side effects from the the chemo from almost two weeks ago. Okay. And uh, and then I'll have a week break, and then I have a week break, and then so next Thursday, the Thursday the 18th, I get it again. But I'm talking mm-hmm. to the doctor this Thursday the the 11th. So by the time this airs, I've already talked to the doctor to see what we're gonna what we're gonna change in my plan. So hopefully we're changing something at least. And uh, as I can't go mm-hmm. through this every six, every three weeks there for five more iterations. Well, I know so, that's going to be tough. We got yeah. you back though, if you need us, man. Yeah. I mean, this is go. This is going into June. Uh, this is uh, before I'm done. So this is, uh, at least I'll be done by the summer. Yikes. Then. It's kind of, there you so. go. You can, en- you can enjoy the sunshine. Yeah. But then I might have to go enjoy back for another sun. surgery. <laughs> Well, I will have to go back for eventually for really? another surgery. Yeah, to get to my ileostomy reversed. Oh, right, right, right. You got to put everything back together again. Yeah, it's not as ba- it's not as a big a surgery as the f- the first one, but it's still probably about an hour and a half or so under the knife. And mm-hmm. I think I think they'll pay me at least a couple of days in the hospital after that. You got to make sure okay. everything's working and everything. So, uh-huh. think I'm now sure. you because of your your health issues, you ha- are entitled to the vaccine at this point. Yes, I can get it. I talked to my chemo doctor. He said, yes, you know, get it. He said optimal time would be probably next week. Um, the timing I scheduled was actually right after my next injection, but he said to get it no matter, you know, if you, if I can get it to get it. So so I'm getting it. So I'm getting it on the Good. 21st right now, unless I can I, find an earlier. I am still uh, essential to the city, but not essential to the CDC. Hopefully soon, with all the, the the talk of getting more and more vaccine, and especially the know, Johnson and Johnson one. So I mean, I have never been, I've never anticipated getting a needle before. I hate the things. <laughs> I hate getting shots and my blood drawn. I panic. Oh. They the the the, the at the 
at my doctor's office are incredible people and they're incredible professionals, but I am also an incredible wimp. Mm -hmm. <laughs> as soon as I see them take the needle out, I'm like, no, God, no. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's over. I mean, I don't love shots. I mean, I've, no one loves shots, and you know, right. and you know, whenever I get shots or give blood or whatever, I, I never look. And so, imagine my excitement when I found out after my after my first surgery that for thirty days I have to give myself shots. Oh God! <laughs> so, so that was that was very exciting. I got used to it, but I always had to give myself a few minutes to mentally prepare myself. So I'm always sitting oh, there. Sure. Oh, come on, I can. Okay, get ready, get ready. Okay, okay. It, it's a smallish. Uh, it was a smallish needle, but still. You, and you know, like it's you a small prick after all. It's a small <laughs> prick after. Wait a minute. Are we talking about somebody? No. Right, yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. So anyway. So uh, yeah. Uh, but it's pretty warm tomorrow. But so. <laughs> Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. That's actually something that to look forward to. Is it's supposed to be up in the 50s tomorrow? That's I heard almost. Nice. I heard 60. So, really? Oh, that'll yeah. be welcome. So, I mean, because it was pretty nice today. I went for a walk today outside, and it was pretty nice. So, I'm looking I forward to even warmer. Thursday off from work because I got to take my car in to have it looked at. Because every so often the service engine soon light pops up, and I'm like, nope, I've only had this car for six months. You're not screwing with me on this one. <laughs> yeah, don't don't let the curse of Chris's cars continue. Curse I know. Chris's cars continue. The curse of Chris's just... cars? Say that five times fast. <laughs> that, <laughs> that five, five times, times fast. fast. Yeah, I can beat you to it. <laughs> yeah. uh, people have been enjoying this podcast, by the way. I, I can only, I can't imagine why <laughs> when I just start listening to us talking. <laughs> but but I have, I've been hearing a lot of positive comments, so I appreciate folks listening and appreciate folks telling us uh, how you feel about what we've been doing here. This is kind of nice. It's, it's cool. Yeah. And, and, I, I um, like it. It's, it's, we come in with no agenda, and right. um, whatever we end up talking about is that's what we talk about. So that's it. You know, that's so yeah, it. just it's a couple of guys catching fun. up and hanging out. Mm -hmm. It's kind of cool. I like it. This this is starting to evolve the way I was hoping it would when I came up with the original idea. So that's all I guess. Yeah, and, and and it'll evolve more. I mean, we're just getting started. It's only our third episode, so you know, episode three. Yes. And I, I'm excited to when, you know get a chance to do a live one. That'd be that'll be fun to see what happens. That'll be there. fun. Yeah, I'm looking forward to doing that with you on a, on like Streamyards or something. Mm -hmm. We'll um we'll, we'll we'll have fun with that. And then we've got a couple of other ideas. So if live takes off, we'll it'll be a talk show. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me about yourself. <laughs> it's tell it's me time for the project. monologue. <laughs> it's time for the the morning monologue. Um, have you been following the news at all? Not as much as I was months ago, but a little bit. Because mm -hmm. I, I guess like the the new stimulus patch package is about to pass the house again. They, we should know about that tomorrow mm -hmm. on Wednesday, yeah. and then uh, if that passes, then the president will sign it, and then boom, we'll we'll see what happens. And I've, I've got high hopes for that. It's it'll be interesting to see because <clears throat> for me. I mean, the last one was basically, let's bail out a whole ton of rich people. Oh, and we'll, we'll throw some crumbs to the, the masses. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and it'll be, I mean, the corporate Democrats are still kind of in charge. So there's still going to be some bailout for rich people. There's still going to be a lot of that. But I'm also, there's a lot, there seems to be a lot of ingredients to this particular puzzle that affect actual real people, you know. So it'll be interesting to see how this one takes and, and what happens in its wake. 
but uh, yeah, the man's trucking. He's trying to get some stuff done. Well, I, I'm not thrilled with a lot of it, but you know, there's still a chunk of it that he's he's doing right. It's it's a hard environment. I mean, there's still so much of yeah, you know, far right, far left there, and there's still yeah, so and, yeah. and it's split down the middle. So I mean, people are saying, well, he hasn't gotten you know, he didn't do all this stuff yet, but. I mean, he's been in of office for is, two months. What the hell? <laughs> I, I know. I mean, a lot of the stuff is is big stuff, and there and there's, yeah. I mean, I'm not. Yeah, I mean, yeah, two months. I mean, given <laughs> it, it's you can't compare to you know can't compare what he did to the previous what the previous president or if the previous before that did because it's they're all different mm-hmm. and it's a much different environment now than it was in any time that I remember. Um, Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's very. It, there's still a very divided Congress, um, and it's really right down the line, almost divided Congress there. So it's yeah, it's kind of crazy. It's kind of crazy, and you know, and I think I think the thing that that is driving me the most insane about it is how those of the opposite alignment of me. You know, mm-hmm. and if you've listened to anything I've talked about over the years, people who are listening to this podcast will know exactly where I am politically speaking. <laughs> um, they really are not following ideas anymore. They're not following an ideology. They are following a single person, which is so wrong. And and that single oh, person is is dividing himself from the party and make and making it and really making it all about him because yeah. i have seen the news where you know take my name take my you know my name on my picture out of your advertising send mm-hmm. all your money to me not to the party you know yeah so it's because I mean, that's, that's just, not obvious that's just bizarre it is it really you know? is i don't get it i, I don't you know? love party politics but the party should not be about one person i agree you know, because that's not that's that's how becoming the dictatorship or things like that. I mean, it should be about you know the like you said the ideals. It should be about what's right for everybody, you know, or you know for at least the majority of people. What's right? What's the right thing to do versus what does this one person say I should do? You yeah, know, like that one guy, the the one Republican congressman who who voted for impeachment. And his own family disowned him for it. You're going against God. You're going against what? <laughs> The man has integrity, and that's a problem. Yeah, I mean, and how can you? He was he was trying to hold a person accountable. This is the person who, on 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 record, has talked despairingly about you know women and uh, oh yeah anyway uh, yeah yeah I don't I don't understand I don't understand how that evolved like that like he did but I I don't either I mean I seriously as soon as he came out. Uh, during the original campaign, when he was making fun of the disabled reporter, I, it should have ended there. Yeah, it should have just I mean, ended right there. I mean, here's the thing: I disagree with Republican standpoints. I really do. There's a certain ideological divide there, and mm-hmm. and and but I, for a long time, could understand and almost to a degree respect a lot of that divide. Okay, mm-hmm. here's. Here's how I come at something. Okay, you come at it differently. Okay, cool. Here's my ideas on this particular issue. Okay, you're different. Okay, cool. We can talk about it. We can understand each other. Okay, we can find a compromise. Great. That's the way the country was run, you mm-hmm. know? But now I, I look at this other side of the of the spectrum and it's just like, who, who the fuck are you people? You know, what 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 the hell is going on? Why has become why has being a decent human being become a terrible thing to be. 
You know, I, I, uh, yeah. Uh, it's yeah, just, it's, it boggles it's, the imagination. It really it's does. Bizarre. Yeah. I mean, it's just, like I said, I, I, I don't understand how it evolved like it was. I mean, before I could have gone, I mean, I, I, I swing, I swing left. Obviously, mm-hmm. but there, but, but there's also, a lot. Of, you've also there's a lot, been a lot better right. being independent. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm. There's a lot of things on on the right that that I agree with to, to some extent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I there's a lot of things I, I do agree with to some extent, but it's just gotten so extreme. You know, I've yeah. never been for forcing other people to do things if it's you know unless it's going to hurt somebody else. You know, if it's right. you know if, if it if it's something that yeah, you know the whole you know marriage equality, everything, everything about you know that is, it it doesn't affect me. You know, if nope. two people of the same gender get married or whatever, or transgender, whatever, and it doesn't affect me directly. You know, so good, you know, good for mm-hmm. them, good. I'm not, I have no problems with that. You know, but you know, why do we need to force the issue the other way? What what is what are we gaining from that besides suppression of people? You know, and yeah. that's that's I mean that's the whole part of what. You know, yeah. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. It's I. I, I don't it, understand it how no we got to we are. To no. I mean, yeah, I don't either. I really don't. I mean, maybe, and, maybe and that's, hope. I think the upsetting part. Yeah. <clears throat> I, I really feel that that's the upsetting part is is the fact that it it just makes no sense and and we really typically just want things to make sense. That's how. That's when we're at our best is when we can understand what's going on in front of us and we can't right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And and well, I, for things that don't make sense, I guess let's look at. I mean, let's look at the whole quote-unquote cancel culture. Let's look at analyzing every instance of everything, everybody's past, and finding the one thing or the something that's because it's not good today is not good. You know, we should never talk and speak of it again and wipe it from our consciousness or whatever. Or this person did not mm-hmm. evil because back back 20 years ago this was more of a normal thing but they did that one thing 20 years ago so now they're they're bad you know it's mm-hmm. i mean that yeah. that's i mean like, we'll call it let's just call it the gina carano effect at the moment because i think that's the most recent out in the open version of 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 this particular thing mm-hmm. now mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people were like, you know, well, she has a talent. No, you know, she's a no talent hack. She sucked anyway, so get rid of her. Um, you know what? No, All right, she didn't, she let me go didn't. on record. Let me go on my opinion on Gina Carano. She is she is a beautiful and formidable woman. She is a hell of an athlete. She has presence on the screen. She has talent, but she didn't have experience and skill just yet. And, and the few parts that I've seen her, little bit parts, like in Deadpool and in one of the Fast and the Furious movies, and of course, The Mandalorian is her most recent thing. There was a growing skill set as an actress. Okay, be that as it may. So take that, set it aside. That cannot insulate her from stupidity on uh, when you're off the screen. And so mm-hmm. I'm not going to use all of that observation to, to try and justify a, a point where I'm going to say, well, she should never have been fired. She did make several statements that were questionable and controversial. I would have made those a teaching moment personally firing them seemed weird to me and like you had mentioned it's going back into people's histories and hitting them for things they said 15 20 years ago well can a person evolve i mean thank god social media did not exist when you and i were in college because i know i said i i am i'm left i am definitely 
not a liberal, liberal Democrat, but I am definitely a liberal at this mm-hmm. point. I've, I've actually, I've put the paperwork in. I'm not even going to be a Democrat. As soon as that's done, I'm going to be an independent because the, the Democratic National Committee has made it very clear they do not represent me anymore. They are establishment Democrats, whatever, and there's mm-hmm. a whole politic there going on. But I was really far left, and I said some really weird things when I was still <laughs> learning what the system was was all about. Mm-hmm. There was a, there was a, a period of time in my life where I was completely like I was all about repeal the Second Amendment, get rid of it completely, ban all guns, do the thing, get rid of them, you know. And and so imagine if I was running for office in the national level, and they found all of my emails talking to a couple of my pol- political science buddies about banning the Second Amendment, they would have a friggin' field day. Oh uh, yeah, they wouldn't. You you'd never you never go now. anywhere in office. Yeah, what's that? <laughs> yeah. I didn't hear what you, you said. You never go anywhere in office. No, yeah, I wouldn't. You would never go anywhere in office for that. No, yeah, no, no. I mean, and that's the and that's the thing. Nobody would pay attention to what I'm saying now. My my stance has evolved. I mean, I'm still. There are still things that I would like to see curtailed. There are things that I'd like to see mm-hmm. removed and changed. Right. There are things I'd like to see enhanced. Right. I am about gun control, but I'm not also ban all the guns. You know, no, I get. I mean, a certain yeah, level it's just, of it. there's some. And that's that's the whole thing, but you know, I get, um, you know, the, the one side's going to say they want to ban all guns, and, and nobody has ever—I don't think anyone's ever said that. You know, kind no. Of well, um, here's the thing: Better O'Rourke said it. Better O'Rourke said mm-hmm. it when he was running for president in this most recent cycle that led to Biden's uh, nomination. Mm-hmm. He came right out and said it, and he was done within two weeks. I mean, the, oh, the yeah. Democrats were like, "Nope, you're gone." You're, you're <laughs> you know, the Republicans. Yeah. You tried to use him as a soundbite, but the Democrats were like, "No, we already got rid of that guy. Don't worry about him." <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Most people have not said that. <laughs> most people have not said that. You know, and right. and but that's the thing um, is we don't yeah. listen to each other. We really don't anymore. Do we? You, you listen. I mean, you listen for. You you hear what you want to hear. That you're there. You're you're picking out what you want to hear versus what they're actually for saying. Sound bites. We, that's I yes. think what people do these days. They listen for sound bites. They don't listen for 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 context and for substance. Now, yeah. on on the far end of the far right spectrum, you had the now the recently passed Rush Limbaugh, mm-hmm. who. You could listen for the context. You could listen for the substance, and oh yeah, he he had it all right. And you see, he was a soundbite machine. And me, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, as as Mark Twain was quoted as saying, "I have never wished a man dead, but I've read some obituaries with some great satisfaction." <laughs> great quote. <laughs> oh my word! Yeah. I am not going to miss that man. I mean, sure, the, the thing is, nature abhors a vacuum. So there's several voices, you know, to fill that capacity. Because, because he, yeah, because he made a mark for himself. So yeah, exactly. definitely people are going to be there for it, you know. And that's the thing. There's there's an audience for that, and there's an audience for almost anything you want to do. And you know, it's and now for back to to Gina there, or whatever. I I don't, I didn't hear everything that was going on. I don't know what, you know, we don't know what beyond, when beyond closed door and beyond closed doors. Well, the big one, the big one is when she was basically likening being a conservative on social media to being a Jew during the Holocaust. And that was mm-hmm. just out of line. It was out of line, terribly out of line. Is that yeah. a firing thing these days? Is that, is, In is my opinion, so no. sensitive? I mean, I, it's, and that's the thing. Why, why are we, who is which, which? Which people are the most sensitive? Why are things? You know, it's, it's on the extremes. It's always going to be the extremes to to, to answer that question. Yeah. Um, you know, the far left 
and the far right are the most vocal aspects of the political spectrum, right? You have everybody who's in the middle or leaning in a particular direction, but not quite as far off as those other extremes, but they're not as loud as the far ends of those spectrums. You know, everybody likes to, all the conservatives like to bring the picture up of a, a screenshot of a protest. And there's this woman with very short hair and glasses, and she's looking extremely pissed off, right? And it's at a protest, one of those women's rights rallies and stuff like that. So they just use, here's your far left. And, and then, mm -hmm. on the, you know, and then the left will go ahead and they'll find people waving Confederate flags, wearing KKK hoods and go, well, there's the entire right. Okay, but is so, that really so, the true aspect? No, it's not. So how much is media to blame? Oh, tons. Tons. See, the, 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 I can pinpoint where the snowball began to roll. And I do have a, I can, ha I can pinpoint a single person to blame. And it's Ronald Reagan, you know, the patron saint of the Rebel Republican Party. They love to canonize mm -hmm. him and put him on a hill. But it's his fault because he bowed to pressure. He bowed to money. And he removed, he had the FCC remove the, the, uh, the, oh, I can't remember the exact name of it, but it was like the fair reporting yeah. act or something like that. Mm -hmm. I can't remember the exact name of it. Um, but it basically, it, it took the bumpers. It took the guardrails off the road, you mm -hmm. know? So that's where you can start seeing, um, you know, the Rush Limbaugh's and the Bill O'Reilly's and Pat Buchanan's all start right, erupt for conservative media because they had money and organization and the left was always disorganized because the Democrats always represented pretty much everybody else. Right. <laughs> so the Republicans are the edge, got it. <laughs> and the Democrats are everybody else. So there's no single voice there. There's never been a real true unifying voice. Obama pulled it off in 2008, but then he lost everybody along the way, mm -hmm. you know, and, and that voice did not carry over. Um, you know, so that's why it's, the Democratic Party's always been a disorganized mess because there's always so many different people trying to control it at the same time. Um, Do you think anyone ever tried to get that back to undo, undo what Reagan did? I, 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 I think it would be a no-brainer. Take the policy as it was written and reinstate it. And, mm -hmm. and I've even had this discussion with two congressmen, you know, <laughs> and because you know, – I used I volunteered for Louise Slaughter a couple of times on a couple of her reelection mm -hmm. campaigns, and I would get into to policy chats. She was an amazing human being. That's, that's what I've heard. I've never People heard anything. Can say bad whatever about her. they want about Louise Slaughter, and you potentially could be right, or potentially you're just you know firing off a soundbite that somebody else fed you. But I've mm -hmm. talked to the woman face to face. Mm -hmm. She was a dyed in the wool lioness. I mean, holy crap! This woman was amazing. She walked into the room, and you knew it. You knew it without <laughs> even having to see it. You could feel the force tremor and it was just okay. And it was this cool, she knew exactly what was going on. She knew exactly how to handle everything. She knew exactly who to talk to, what phone call to make. She was impressive. And she had a wow. wicked sense of humor. I remember the first time I ever met her, here's a tangent for you. The very first time I ever met her was the very first um, volunteer meeting I was ever a part of for her, the first campaign I volunteered for. And Terry got me into it when I, mm -hmm. it was, I was when I was dating Terry at the time. Yep, I can't remember and that. I was at the very end of the horseshoe and everybody's going around uh, introducing themselves to each other, not realizing she had walked into the room. <laughs> and I saw, I looked up and I, cause where I was sitting, I could see her standing there just listening and smiling. And, and so the idiot that I was, because I don't remember, it was early, it was early to mid nineties. So I had to be in my twenties at that point. And I'm a mm -hmm. moron, right? I, I was, <laughs> I was that guy who thought he could get away with stuff. 
Um, so I had already struck up a great rapport with the, the campaign manager, this girl, Amy, and she and I had hit it off. We had become good friends during the course of the campaign, but it comes around finally to my turn. And I looked the congresswoman dead in the eye and go, hi, my name is Chris Frank. I'm the head of clandestine affairs and dirty tricks. <laughs> and everybody just stops and stares at me for a moment. She is cracking up. She is just absolutely cracking up at this point. And and I said, no, no, no. I'm going to be doing media tracking. And I'm going to be doing this with the uh, with the various uh, local networks and whatnot. They're like, okay, cool. And so we got up and we, you know, I didn't think anything of it. She comes walking up to me. She goes, I've always wanted that department in my my in my campaign. <laughs> we started laughing. I lost it. I'm laughing my butt off at this point. I'm like, okay, this woman is awesome. She's all right. She tolerates my stupid sense of humor. And um, see, anybody who can laugh at anything is yeah is worth very it. important and, person to have. And I think we've lost that a lot. And for a yeah. lot of people, you can't you can't laugh at yourself. You can't laugh at anybody. You can't laugh. No, Are there? I mean. I have no idea who the great comedian, if there's any great comedians out these days, I have no idea what, if they are or what they do, but I mean, I just remember listening to, you know, the, the, you know, the, you know, the, the Eddie Murphy, the Richard Pryor, the Sam Kennison, you know, um, you know, all, all the ones from back in our era. And it was just, you just got to laugh at whatever. And yeah, I've got I I XM. Yeah. in my car and it's funny that you bring that up because there's a variety of comedy channels and and I have two of them in particular bookmarked so I can always turn to them when I want to and one of them is more more the modern crew mm-hmm. and the other there is another one that focuses a lot on the comedy greats okay and so you'll you will have George Carlin and Eddie Murphy and Robin Williams oh, yeah. and Richard Pryor mm-hmm. uh you know, and and I I can't think Stephen Wright. He did they did a Stephen mm, Wright oh, routine, right? And I know how much you love Stephen Wright. I could hear, <laughs> you know, I'm hearing him do his one liners, being right after another, boom, 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 boom. I'm hearing him in your voice because I remember you throwing them at me every so often, <laughs> right? Oh, I remember God, you walking up to me. Long. I remember you walking up to me at Aquinas in our senior year. I can remember this in the band in the band corridor in the stairs below the the, the cafeteria. You walk right up to me and go, "I bought a cordless extension cord." <laughs> right and so i'm listening to the Stephen wright routine and he fired that line off i had to pull oh, over yeah. the car because i was done i was gone i'm like how the oh, hell did gosh. that happen oh i gotta listen to Stephen wright i haven't listened to him in so long <laughs> <laughs> oh, so yeah it, but there's a huge difference I'm... there is a huge difference between modern comics and and classic comics mm-hmm. i mean obviously the language is a thing because you know now comments are fuck this and shit that and goddamn and, and the, the boom 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 and f bomb this and the, the seven deadly yeah. sins of, of telecasting and they're all out there to be, to be seen. Um, right. You know the the classics are are more family friendly, but you know there was also a little bit of more psych- sarcasm. The classic comics are also more likely to throw elbows at each other and get mm-hmm. the joke. So it circles around to what you were saying, like. Nobody was as offended. They laughed along with you. Like the Dean Martin roasts. Oh, yeah. I mean, they, they were throwing insults and throwing shots. At, and everybody looked forward to Don Rickles showing up. Oh, because as soon as Don Rickles hit the stage, nobody was safe. Mm-hmm. You know, he would take on presidents and to their face and he will throw elbows at them. And they would all laugh. But they, they could they could do they could jokes. do it in a way. There's there's two parts of it. They could de- they could deliver the roast in a 
good way and people mm-hmm. could could accept it and and I don't know if people can ex- I don't know if people are more cruel these days or people aren't as accepting aren't able to laugh at themselves as much or a combination of the two I think it's a combination of several factors I think people are infinitely more sensitive I also think that there is an infinite more cruelty but there's mm-hmm. also a lot of other things going on other factors I think because of social media and and current media there's mm-hmm. more of a spotlight so I think there's certain levels of cruelty and a certain level of sensitivity that have always existed but we didn't see them as often you know where mm-hmm. you and I growing up in the 70s and 80s where the internet did not exist on a on a person to person level you know we didn't have social media. We didn't have cell phones. We didn't have, we had passing notes in school is what That's we had. Right? right? So we could and see cruelty. Gosh darn it. <laughs> we, we could see cruelty because we grew up with the popular kids and the jocks mm-hmm. and the drama kids. And, you know, everybody that J- uh, Anthony Michael Hall talked about it in his soliloquy at the end of Breakfast Club, we saw mm-hmm. all of those. Right. But now it's been amplified and magnified and made mainstream. The extremes have been made mm-hmm. mainstream. Right. The everyday it's, it's person more in the middle. Before, yeah. <clears throat> the everyday person in the middle who just wants to go to work, go home, enjoy their family, go on vacation, take care of their bills, do the right thing, and leave the people the hell alone, have their friends, support people who need it, turn their back on people who deserve it. Those there's people strength are in numbers. There's animity and anonymity. There's strength in numbers. Find people who will join you versus before it was local. You know, it was yeah. your, your school or a group of a small group of people. It was just small groups. Now it's large groups. I'm going to post it yeah. on my, I'm going to twi- tweet it and oh, thousands of people are going to like it. Okay, this is good. Yeah. Or yeah. reach global. Now, yes, yes, it is. You, you and I are you and I are global at this moment. Have you seen lately how huge FC 3s response has been overseas? We're seeing I every don't... day. We're seeing more and more likes of people in the Middle East, in Europe, in Africa. It's like, wait, where? How are these people finding this little old pocket group in Rochester, New York? It's I, 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 I see, I see, I see, like yeah, especially the Middle East. I, I bizarre. Where are these people coming from? Why are they and this was recent too. This is in the past few months. I've noticed that uptick for yeah, this. Yeah, it has been weird. It's been weird. I mean, you know, we've gone like you said. We've gone from local to global. I, I think about you know mm-hmm. when I first was introduced to the internet when I was at Brockport and I was finishing up my bachelor's degree finally in ninety four ninety five that neck of the woods, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I was introduced to online gaming for the first time through a mush mm-hmm. multi user yep. shared hallucination. Okay, and it was a Star Trek mush based TNG. Okay, great. I'm a Trekkie. Great. We had a great time. And you start meeting people. All, first, it was all over the country. And then it was mm-hmm. in pockets of Europe, in England, in Italy. And and at one point, by the time I had graduated and I was settled back into, quote unquote, adult life, <laughs> um, I was the captain of one of the ships on the Federation side. And my chief, is, I, I got a big laugh out of this. My first officer was our friend, Brian, who I miss mm-hmm. tremendously. It's It's been mm-hmm. gone way too long. Um, our, our ship's doctor was from the Philippines, Brian's (laughs) wife, okay, who now lives in Kansas city. Um, our chief of security was a London police officer. Our chief engineer was somebody who was helping design one of the colliders out in Europe. 
I, I lost track of them in the early 2000s, but we used to email each other all the time. Um, my chief tactical officer was an Australian. And um, I can't remember. There was a couple of other people. I had people from Texas, I had people from Canada. I had pe- one guy from Mexico on my crew. Uh, I had two Russians who would always say, yeah, we're Russian, we're, we're Soviet spies, when all they were, were <laughs> Russian, they were just basically chemistry grad students, and they were looking forward to living in London. And I think they do. I think they moved to London in, in, in 1999. <clears throat> but I lost, I lost track to mo- of- But you had a global crew, crew there, yeah. Yeah, I, I had a global crew. And so when we were talking to each other, there were shifts going on. It was great when the Australian would come on, because he would bring a couple of his mates on board, and they would have the ship working on times when we were all asleep. Mm-hmm. So it was great. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. It worked out but, well, yeah. <laughs> but I'm telling you, it was so weird that I could say one thing and it would affect 30 people across the planet. And that was because the web came around about 94, mid 90s, 94, 95 is when the web, yes. came, web is it, you know, it more like it is today came around. Um, the internet, of course, has been around for a, long, a lot longer, but it was more, you know, before that, there was the dial up, the AOL kind of thing. And then, you know, the dial-up bulletin boards and things like that. and You've got mail. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, the multi-user games like, you know, the, like those were kind of revolutionary at the time. You know, the, I mean, those, that was a mm-hmm. big step, you know, and now those kind of, you know, the fact that we're, we're right now recording this online, you know, the, which is a, it's a natural yeah. thing now, you know, and yeah, I mean, it's. We're about, what, 20 miles apart from each other at the moment? Yeah. And you, know, you guys can't see it, but we can see each other, you know, so we can, we can see each other and yes, we can, but, and it's normal. It's just it's normal today. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, it's, a, but yeah, I mean, that was, but it's, it's, where did we start with all this? How did we get over here? <laughs> I, I, that's, I, I think that's the beauty of this particular podcast. We were, we were talking about the reach of social media. Oh yeah. We reach were talking of social about media, how yes. back in the early you know, yeah. we were talking about how our group was global and now it's global, you know, and it yeah, kind of stemmed it, from that. Because it's so accessible. I mean, back then, back then, back in the, you know, the 90s and stuff, it was harder to get on it. So, I mean, you, I mean, you talked about having, you know, policemen, uh, you know, possibly college students or, you know, people who, there was, it was a select group of people who would get on and, and do some of this stuff because it wasn't necessarily an easy thing to do. Um, you know, going into bulletin boards and, and talking to people there or going into news groups or going on to um, whatever else we had at the time. You know, there, there was it wasn't an easy thing to do. And then things like AOL came along um, and that was the start mm-hmm. of, you know, making it easy for everybody to get on. AOL was the big one. And then, there was, of course, CompuServe and Prodigy and I forget what else. Um, but, you know, but that's when it started Escape. getting... Netscape was just a browser. It wasn't an online service. So the other oh, ones were right, online right. services. Right, right. Yeah. Netscape was the first big browser. And I don't think it exists anymore, does it? I remember, I remember you <laughs> being so in love yeah. with it. Yeah. You know, was, I was, was actually asking somebody, I was asking one of my customers, I was asking one of my customers the other day for an email address. So I could send them some documentation for a house that mm-hmm. we were discussing. And they gave me an AOL address. And I just remember pausing and kind of staring at the phone for a moment. Like, really? Yeah. <laughs> is, is that still a thing? <laughs> it's still a thing. I know some people that have it still. So, yeah. It's, it's it, they haven't never given them up. And, and I guess it still exists in some form. The they internet don't, they don't think it is, anymore. <laughs> the internet, in my opinion, and I think I've heard somebody say this was why I, I'm thinking about it at the moment. 
The internet is the greatest single invention in human history, but it is also the single worst thing to happen to human history mm -hmm. at the same time. Because not only is it this tool for accessing knowledge and, and generating communication and bringing people together, but it has also created this swath of misinformation and antagonistic politics and it has helped divide just as much as it's brought people together mm -hmm. uh, it's 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 incredible to think the the sheer impact that the internet has had on humankind just since the 1990s and here we are in 2021 so what 25 almost 30 years at this point yeah i mean we the internet is ingrained in almost everything we do yeah yeah. I mean, I mean, every everybody has almost everybody has Wi-Fi. I mean, the I mean, majority of people in the in the U.S. has have Wi-Fi. Um, you have internet. Most people have internet access of some sort. Mm -hmm. um, you, you know, I know there are people that that still don't have it, but I mean, the the greater the majority of people have it. Um, there's so many things that, you know, I mean, I'm thinking, think of all the stuff you, like I have in my house, think of all the stuff you have in your house that's connected, right? you know, even just your TV, mm -hmm. you, you stream your TV services to the internet versus getting yeah, it over the yeah. air. Or I, I got cable. rid of, I got rid of Time Warner cable almost immediately after Game of Thrones ended. As soon as, as soon as the Game of Thrones finale aired, mm -hmm. I started, like the credits were done and I unplugged my cable box. <laughs> and I, I took my, my TV completely streaming and internet and Wi-Fi mm -hmm. and internet channels and Netflix and, you know, I got CBS All Access, Paramount, whatever the hell it is now, and Disney Plus, yeah. you know, and stuff like that. Um, yeah, I took my, my cable bill from $180 a month to 70 in that one year. <laughs> yeah. So, and then, but that's the it's thing. Crazy. And now with... with um, she who shall remain nameless because there's a, a receiving station directly in front of me. So if I say that particular name, that's an offshoot of my daughter's middle name, then she'll start engaging and, and talking to me while I'm trying to do something else. <laughs> but I have a lot of remote systems throughout my house. Now I'm starting to like try to make my house as much of a smart house as possible. And it's an evolutionary process. Like right now mm -hmm. it's basically a bunch of light sockets and light bulbs that are, are, are so I can say, Hey, you, uh, turn on the basement or, Hey, you turn on my room or, Hey, do you turn on? And I can, so I can program the lighting system at the moment. Mm -hmm. And then as I start replacing appliances, I'm going to make sure they're, you know, uh, you know, her capable echo. Mm -hmm. we'll use one of her, we'll use one of her student yeah, the, echo, the echo, yes. echo or computer. Um, <laughs> cause I, if I say that name, she just perks right up. And it's funny because I have, I have the, the Echo Dot in my mm -hmm. room, and I have one in the living room, or excuse me, in the kitchen. So it's in my room, my kitchen, and my basement. Mm -hmm. And then I have my my Kindle Fire, which I mm -hmm. did not realize is a receiver. So yep. if I say the magic name, this thing's going to light up, and it's going to start commanding things. And then she she gets it. She's a snitty little thing sometimes when, when she doesn't understand what you're asking for, she can get nasty with you. She's like, I don't know that. And I'm like, wait, I'm sorry. I wasn't talking to you. Well, for, at one point we, yeah, we had in our kitchen, our kitchen, because we got kitchen in our family room, are pretty much one big room. I had the fire yeah. TV. I got the, the echo. And then I had the, we had a couple fire tablets. And so I, you know, say 
the, the name and then like everything lights up like whoa what's going on you know, everything <laughs> you know don't know what's going to answer me anymore but it's a... <laughs> and you know what's even better what's even better is that <clears throat> i have the app on my phone so i can program everything and make sure it's all working correctly mm-hmm. and monitor it. and if i want to set timers and stuff like that i can do that but i can also turn devices on and off through the phone mm-hmm. so i'll be at tanya's house gaming knowing that Jules and her boyfriend Josh are in the living room watching horror movies and let the hilarity <laughs> ensue. <laughs> that, that brings it back to time in Pennsylvania. Oh God, yes! <laughs> <laughs> Way before a certain that certain name existed, but you know, it's, uh-huh. uh, we were, Chris and I went down to the Pennsylvania Renaissance Fair. We stayed at a bed and breakfast right by the, by Lane, it was a by Lane pasture there. Lancaster, and, uh, yeah. Yep. So bed and breakfast. Um, and it was later at night and we got, we got a pizza and we were trying to find a place to, to eat. I think we we're trying to find a place to sit and eat it, eat it. So we're walking, wandering around the bed and breakfast and there was a light switch and we didn't know what the light switch was. So we're just, you know, we kept, we kept them flicking the light switch on and off, <laughs> you know, it's like, okay. And then eventually we left it. And then the next day we heard that the daughter, the daughter, what was it? The daughter was there with her boyfriend. And, the and daughter, that light Abby switch was her name. You remember that? Oh yeah. Okay. Yep. Abby was, the, name, boy. the light switch was Abby's room. Yeah, and, and, I, there, I, and there, there's, there's it's weird the things that I can remember. And, and they, they were scared because the light kept on going on and off of you because <laughs> the light switch was out in the middle of nowhere. It was the craziest thing. It was it was like a hallway and there's just the light switch there. No rooms, but <laughs> apparently it hit her room mm-hmm. and we scared her. <laughs> Oh, I felt bad about that. I really did. I felt horrible. As soon as you mentioned Pennsylvania, I knew exactly where you were going with that. Because I remember they were also the, the her parents were the 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 proprietors of the bed and breakfast, yep. and she was there. She was home from school and just hanging out. And mm-hmm. um, and we were all striking up a conversation with the family. It was you, me, Brian, and Missy. Um, okay, that's right. And they were talking about how a couple of weeks earlier there had been an Edgar Allan Poe convention in town. And so there was a bunch of people just walking around the bed and breakfast going, nevermore. <laughs> you know? oh, yeah. And she, can you see the look on her face when she did? She went all like deadpan, like, nevermore. Oh. I'll evacuate some vampire or uh, zombie. Like, I was like, we, and we just cracked up. Oh, it was, a, that was a great experience. I it was that. a fun stay there. It was, it was, a, it was a fun time. Our lady, it, Ster- it, it, Ster- our lady Sterling is dying. Oh my gosh, it's what a oh, travesty I, what, that is. When I saw the news, I mean, so Don Juan and Miguel, we follow them on Facebook. If you don't know mm-hmm. Don Juan and Miguel, if you ever been to the Renaissance Fair, they're the sword fighters. They're they're amazing. They're just amazing couple guys. Um, just, just fantastic great personalities. People. They are, and you know, I, I following both of them on follow both of them on Facebook, and there's just. They're just mm-hmm. amazing people, and they do they do a bunch of other fairs around the country. Pennsylvania is one of them, um, and but apparently they they just got kicked out of Sterling, and it's really it's I've been to Sterling in a long time, and I don't I don't know. I went I, with when I was dating Christine um, two summers ago. She she mm-hmm. took me there, and and we went we spent the day, and it was it was nice. It it felt good to be quote unquote home because of the amount of time we spent there throughout the nineteen nineties, we would had season passes, mm-hmm. we would go and guard. You know, we got involved. We had a great time. Mm-hmm. That was when the place still had its soul. Yes, it doesn't anymore. This guy who's owned now. it. Now, I don't know how long Waterbury's owned it, but he has just made it very clear that he's all in for money and doesn't give a shit about anything else. 
It's just sad. I mean, that's not what that's not what it's about. I mean, no. you want them to do want them to succeed as a business, but for this type of thing, you need to have the soul. Yeah, you need to bring it back. I that mean, helps bring the creativity and the inspiration, and it it's that brings people back more mm-hmm. than the attractions do. Yeah, because right. it's it's about the environment. It was always about the environment there. I mean, just well, what it was was I Jose mean, and Doug were they were fighting against, you know, the the, the tyranny of the capitalist essentially, right? Mm-hmm. They they were trying to do the most to keep people rallied and to keep people invested in terms of the art form and the entertainment value and the and the camaraderie and the spirit of it. And mm-hmm. he wasn't having any of it. He wanted and that was good. I think in this this might be urban legend, and I might be completely off base. So I will put a little asterisk next to this next comment. I think I heard a rumor though that Jose and Doug were trying to rally a bunch of people together and get uh, backing so that they could buy Sterling from Waterbury. I, I thought I heard something about that, whether they're trying to get control of it or something or trying to, they were trying to get control like of it. And I think this was his way of saying back off. It's mine. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Possibly. I mean, it's, it's sad. I mean, I might, I mean, I got to try to make, we just try to make a trip down to Pennsylvania sometime. PA fair. Yeah. Lancaster fair was always a beautiful place. And there's one mm-hmm. in Tuxedo, New York. I've never been to that one. And I've never been to the one in Michigan that you had gone to. I try. Yeah. I did find that one time. I'd like to spend a couple of long weekends in the summer going to different festivals. Just, I miss being a Rennie. Mm-hmm. I miss it. I, yeah. I, mi- I I don't have much of my outfit anymore. I it's been torn up or whatever the case may be, or I lost bits and pieces of it. I always need new boots because my boots were always like shoddy. <laughs> the best. Um, although for a while I was using boots from Arlene's costumes, thanks to being with Terry, mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. that worked in my favor for a little while. Um, but I miss being dressed up and being Sir Tristan and going out and in and, and hanging out with people and interacting with them and feeling that vibe. You know that, yeah, the that vibe. mystical vibe. I love it when you when you go there in costume. It's so different, mm-hmm. and, I, and that's so why I can. That's why I can understand the cosplayers when you go there yeah. dressed up. When you go to a place dressed up, it's so much. It's such a different feeling there. I mean, mm-hmm. a you stand out. I mean, you stand out, so right. people are going to notice you more, which is a different feeling. And and I remember going to. Pennsylvania, we were dressed up in Pennsylvania. People were asking us a direction. The people were asking, you know, they thought, you know, because we looked like we were working there. We looked along right? there. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. but it's just, yeah, I still, I think I still have most of my costume. I, 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 I still have the cloak that your mother made for me. I hope you had the cloak. Have, the cloak was a big thing. Yeah. <laughs> the cloak was a huge thing. And because I will never let that go for as long. That's like one of my cherished Renfair mm-hmm. possessions. You did a good job with those. Yeah. I mean, and it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful heavy wool cloak too. So it's great mm-hmm. for the cold weather months. Yeah. The right? Pennsylvania was great because it was cold and rainy. Oh my God. Yeah. Because <laughs> we're at the tail end of the Pennsylvania the se- um, season. So, I mean, they closed yeah. in October yeah. and it was a cold, drizzly day. And it, I mean, we were dressed for adventuring weather and it was beautiful. But the cloak was perfect for it. <laughs> and I've also worn my costume on Halloween on a couple of mm-hmm. occasions and the cloaks kept me going. Right. Yeah. So that's yep. one of those cherished. I still have the pants, although unfortunately they don't fit me anymore. Oh. Uh, I'm a little wider than I used to be in my nineties. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although thanks to, thanks to my dental problems this week and the fact that I haven't eaten anything of substance in about four days, I've lost seven pounds. There you go. So, see, <laughs> there's a, there's a silver lining. Of course, I'll probably don't get find it all right back. back. Yeah. Don't get yeah. it all right back. I'll, I'll find them back. Um, <laughs> 
but I still have the pants and I still have the cloak and I still have a couple of the accoutrement like belts and pouches and things like that. I still yeah. think I have the gl- the gloves, the leather gloves that I bought from Potomac Leather at Sterling. So I went, I'm not too far away from being operational, right? I could I could spend a couple bucks here and there, maybe when a, a certain, you know, uh, stimulus check comes our way in a couple of weeks. Um, <laughs> They might start investing in some new pieces. That would be, I mean, that's the thing is the vibe, the feeling, the atmosphere of a Renaissance festival is mm-hmm. like, that's my, that's my catnip. I, I yeah. miss it. So I miss it so, so much. And, you know, so when, when cosplayers are complaining about not having conventions to go to, I'm like, I feel your pain, man. I feel your pain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, Naruto, I, I understand, brother. I get it. Remember initially when we were doing FC3, you wanted to make it kind of more like a like the fair type of environment? Yep. And I still have hopes we'll be able to evolve that way. Maybe we can do something this year. Let's, let's think about that. Mm-hmm. There's got to be something we can do with it. I mean, we, got, we, need, we need to make it. I want to make it again. I've always wanted to have it, an experience. Yes. Well, that's, and that's what it should be. That's all. That's the whole Disney hero in you. You you love mm-hmm. Disney. Disney is all about the experience and, you know, all about the guest. Be yes. our guest. Be our guest. guest. Be our guest. <laughs> um, yeah. But, you know, we got the experience. The Renaissance Fair was about the experience. That's what I loved it. Mm-hmm. Just the experience of being there. I mean, a lot of the shows, it says, you know, the same show every year, but just experience of being there, seeing them do it and make do the same silly stuff sometimes. Even if they did the same show, it's like, it still enjoyed it, you know, because it's just getting the, getting the actors to break, getting the actors to break uh, character for a moment was always my favorite thing to do. <laughs> Just, just if you could catch him off guard in just the right way, you could get him to like just suddenly break character just for a heartbeat, just for a snicker or a glance or a, like a knowing smile or something like that. That was like mm-hmm. that was my that was my whole you're day in a win, right? Or and you're good at those kind of things. You're good at coming up with those things that are gonna gonna catch him off guard. <laughs> well, my favorite is one summer. Um, this guy Dave Narby, who was a senior at Brockport when I was a junior. And he was a huge, I mean, this guy was like one of the guys of our theater department. He was one of the lead dogs. This dude could, and he was good. He was great on, um, when he was on stage, he was great. And one of the parts I remember him doing was he he was in Dracula. He was the man. He was the vampire Mm -hmm. himself. So the following summer, I show up at Sterling with our usual cavalcade of, of extras and I'm walking mm-hmm. along, and who do I see is the sheriff of the freaking Shire, but none oh, of the oh. Dave damn Narby. And he and I looked at each other, and he just smiled and tilted his head a little bit, and I smiled and tilted my head a little bit, and the game was on. He knew. He knew I was coming for him all day long, right? And at one point, he was accosting one of the other characters. So it was this was an actual scripted, well, there it's an improv moment, Whatever. but it was on yeah. the schedule. A planned, interact with each a planned other. one. Yeah. And they're going off on each other. And this poor mud beggar, and he was just ripping this poor kid to, to pieces. And the kid's just, he's playing it up. He's going full Shatner. He's, he's getting picked on by the sheriff, and he's just throwing himself on the ground and wailing, and he's just full <laughs> on William Shatner at the moment. And I, I don't know what possessed me to do it. I remember my voice yelling it out, and then my brain going, what are you doing? Because that's the thing about me, and I'll talk about that another time. Um, but I go... Jesus Christ, leave the man alone, you fucking bloodsucker. Oh, jeez. And Narby lost it in mid-stride. All of a sudden, he was like, he was just ready to put the death note into this guy and heard bloodsucker and just choked on the word and stared at me. (laughs) 
Oh my gosh. And I'm like, I'm going to pay for that one. <laughs> but it was so worth it. It was oh. so absolutely worth it. But yeah, I, I have a feature in my personality that most of the close, the, most of those, you, Tanya, a lot of people are, are who are closest to me are aware of that. I have two minds. I have two halves to my consciousness. There is the half that controls the speaking and the other half that's just wondering why the hell I'm saying that. (laughs) There's, I have a running commentary when, especially when I'm in an argument with somebody, there's a running commentary in the back of my head going, what are you doing? Why are you, what can you calm down? Please? Why, Why are you doing this right now? You know, and, and then there's the half that's controlling the mouth. It's just blah, 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 tearing it. It just keeps going. It, it they, don't, they don't talk to each other, those halves. They, just they don't just, talk. Those halves do not talk. But there is a scary moment in time. There was There's two occasions in history where the voices were in complete agreement. And, and, <laughs> and yeah, I won't go into those today. No, no. <laughs> was, but I remember, I remember half, I was, I was dressing this person down and, and, I almost, I was stopping for a second going, why am I not stopping myself? And then I was realizing, no, I'm in the right place. Okay, this is right then. Okay, good. Game on. <laughs> let's, let's keep going. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I am a weird person. I am a very weird human being. But that's a good thing. It is. Weird is good. Is what, what, what is normal? I mean, what, what is normal? I mean, what is normal? Normal is a setting on the dryer. I heard a friend of mine okay. say that once and <laughs> it stuck with me. I think that was. Uh, I've heard several people that say that, but I think the most recent person was Margot from the the Real Women of Gaming podcast team. I heard her mm-hmm. say "normal" is a setting on the dryer, and that's it. That's, <laughs> I love I'm, her. I'm good it. with that. Yeah, I'm good with that. Yeah. I need I need you to meet Margot one of these days because she is just she is one of those classic badass broads. She really is. Okay. You know, she's she, she's sure. a bundle of nerves and, and anxieties at times, but she is just an absolute doll and a fierce <laughs> fierce friend. Oh. So we got to go to Renaissance Fair sometime soon. We do. Just not Sterling anymore. No, apparently not. Let's start our own. Uh, we got a convention we have to worry about first. Okay, so just an offshoot of the convention. Gotcha. Understood. We can work that in in a couple of years. Gotcha. Thank you. Okay. Yes. Oh. yes. Let's, get the convention <laughs> little, let's get the convention a little bit bigger, then we'll, then we'll talk about a Renaissance Fair. Sounds good. <laughs> I mean, we really seriously do have fuck around and find out energy, right? <laughs> <You know? laughs> We don't like the way you're doing it. We have suggestions. Oh, you don't like our ideas? Okay, fine. We'll just go do it our damn selves. <laughs> yeah, that's, gee, I wonder, how I, I wonder how when we did that. Hmm. Yeah, you know. Suddenly there's Flower City Comic Con. Um, anyways, um, yeah. So, anyway, you got to get going? Yeah, I think uh, I, I think we've covered a lot of stuff today. I think we've... Uh, we, did. It, <laughs> we did. We We chat. That's what we do. I love this podcast so much for the fact that we have no idea what we're about to talk about. We just start start chatting, Mm -hmm. and then we find things to talk about along the way. Yeah, we ended up at the Renaissance Fair. I love it. And Uh I want to go to to the Renaissance Fair. (laughs) We went from global politics to the internet to Renaissance festivals. I love it. (laughs) Went back in time. That's it. That's it. That's awesome. Yeah, current politics to internet. Okay, yeah, yeah, we did. We went back in time. There you go. So, yeah. Back in time. Uh, as always, my friends and family out there listening to us warbling on, if there's things you want us to talk about, please let us know. Please, we love your feedback. We live for your feedback. Would, and would you like us to do a live show? Would you like us to do it live? Would you like yep. to join we've in with us? About, we've been talking about this from the beginning, so we're, we'd love to do this live. And if you're interested in hanging with us live some night, we'll we'll make it happen. 
I'm thinking maybe episode four. I'm thinking maybe, possibly, maybe, possibly episode maybe four. in a couple of weeks we'll do live. In a couple of weeks we'll be on Streamyards. Yeah, so we'll see. Maybe we'll do it. Maybe well, link we'll, we'll definitely let you know. Linktr.ee backslash. No, it's link. Yeah, linktr.ee backslash Mighty Monkey. Yes, link tree. That's our link tree. Mighty Monkey. Buy us a cup of coffee, please. <laughs> I'll actually even drink it too because I've, I've, I drink coffee nowadays. Not regularly, not like a coffee addict Starbucks person, but I, I've had the occasional cup of coffee over the years, which is always a weird thing to admit. Uh, yeah, he never thought you would, but I know. I, I still, it. I still haven't, I, I haven't fallen into that yet. But there's I mean, a story. That's a story for another day because I can go off on another tangent real quick with that one because that's that's like a right. that's a ten minute warble right there. Yes. But let me let you go. Okay. Uh, you go take care of the boys, and I'm going to take Puppy for a walk, and, and we'll go uh, right. our separate ways for a little while. Right. I'll talk to you soon. Sounds good, brother. Have a good one. You too. Bye. See you.